to Late Night with Larry. I'm your host, Larry D. We're here doing it once again. I'm with my co-host, Vince. Vince, give me a shout out. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Larry D. Studios. Here we are uh, in the midst of a lockdown with a crazy pandemic going on. And it's nice to say winter is finally settling in. It is. It's starting to get cold out there. Yeah. And, uh, I'm not a fan of the cold people, so... You know, I'm, yeah. I'm ready for summer. But right now, it's it's nice. It's not too cold. And uh, it's just kind of strange, middle of November and being in the 70s. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, it took a while to get cold. But here we are. And uh, tonight, my brother has some uh, UFO encounters, you were saying? Yeah, I, I had a, a friend of mine share some stories with me. So I'm going to share them with you. But before we move forward... We need to take the second part of our coronavirus vaccine. That's right. Part two of the vaccine, people. Okay. I hope it works. Oh, man, I can feel it working already. Oh, I feel so much better already. Okay. All right. So a little background. Uh, I work... it's, It's kind of out in the boonies here in New Mexico. It's a mine. It's an open pit mine. So what open pit is, for some of you not familiar with the mining industry, is we strip everything on top and we we have these big pits where we go after whatever we go after. Now, I talked to a friend of mine. Uh, his name, we, we call him Mick. That's not his real name, but we'll just use Mick because that's, that's kind of a nickname that I don't know where it came from. He's been out there over 30 years, and uh, I, I carpooled with him a few days last week and he just started sharing stories with me because uh we started talking and we watched the same tv shows you know we like the ancient aliens uh he knows i'm into the paranormal stuff like that so he he shared some stories with me now the first one i want to share is uh a ufo flying over the mine site he said one night they were working and the way it is, is our pits are in the bottom and the trucks haul to the top and that's where they get rid of the waste or whatever we're mining they take it out of the pit he went up to the top and one of his and the equipment he was on just to clean the roads or whatever he was doing and he said uh, he heard the the there was an old mexican man working at the guard shack and he heard him kind of frantically saying there's something there there's something there you know somebody bring a camera so he looked on the other side of the mine and he saw something in the air it was just kind of hovering, moving real slow, but he said it was emitting like a, a purple light. Huh. And, uh, but that light would light up everything, uh, a big area, he said. It, it would light up almost the whole mine. And uh, you could see it. It passed over them very slowly, not making any sounds. And it went over the whole mine site and eventually disappeared around the mountain there. And it's Mount Taylor. Oh, okay. But... uh. He said it, it it would light it up. It was purple light, but it was uh, like bright as day. Uh, he told me that that happened, oh, man, probably over 20 years ago. That's crazy. Yeah, it, it's just crazy to hear. He said that old man was kind of frantic on the radio, so that caused people to, everyone was chiming in. What is it? What is it? What is it? Right. I, I could imagine people are like, what the hell is he talking about? Yeah. 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 Now... Our, our father worked out there also, and he told us, well, he told me stories about UFOs out there and even a UFO landing out there and the government going and getting it. Now, right. of course, we'll never hear that story. 
no, he, he, you know, things like that just won't be told to us. They're, uh, they keep them from us, and they don't want us to know about it because they think we're too dumb, that we can't handle it. Uh, I, I, I beg to differ. Right. Well, they say one-on-one -on -one people are pretty intelligent, uh, pretty cool-headed, but you, the masses are what panic. Uh, a mass panic. I yeah. can see that. But that's, that's crazy that you say that it emitted like a purple light because I've heard stories, UFO stories, where people themselves talk about these things emitting the light. Now, some of them don't say it's purple. Why this one was purple, who knows, but they say it's a, a bright, like a spotlight that just hits the ground. Yeah. And some people have said that it, it like searches. It was like a searchlight. Oh, now, what they're doing, I couldn't tell you. Uh, maybe someday I'll get abducted, and after they probe me, they'll give me one question. So who knows? <laughs> Yeah, uh, one question. <laughs> one question. I would hope after they probe you, they at least give you three. <laughs> hey, well, it's, you know, I'm like, they say one probe, one question. Yeah, okay, I'll stick to one question. <laughs> okay, no. here comes uh, the second story he told me. Um, he was going to work, and what we do is we usually meet uh, in the nearby town, and we carpool just to save gas, and, you know, it breaks up the monotony of the drive. So he was carpooling with two other people at the time. And uh, when, when they were probably about 15 minutes before you get to the mine, the driver of the car said, what is that noise? He said, it sounds like my car is grinding. And he said that Mick said he didn't hear anything. So he said, I'll, I'll, I'll roll down my window and I'll kind of stick my ear out and see if I could hear anything, see if I could locate where it's coming from. So he rolled his window down kind of stuck his head out a little bit and he heard the noise that the driver was talking about and he's like you know what i hear that but i don't think it's your car it's, it's coming from off in the distance so they they stopped they pulled over and they looked up ahead of them he he said it was a, a big uh like a saucer shaped ufo and it was just going over there by the mind he said it was flying over and then it, it just like I said, it disappeared into the mountains again. It, it, was, it was during the day. Well, I, I think that area up by Mount Taylor, that there's been a lot of UFO sightings there. And even north of that, because where he's talking about, if New Mexico is not a very big state. So if you go north from where he's talking about, or let's say northeast a little, there's a place called the Hickory Apache tribe and from where he works I'm gonna say it's maybe uh, to Cuba what maybe an hour maybe maybe so to Hickory maybe two hours and Hickory has some of the most sightings in New Mexico uh, and supposedly there's an alien base right uh, <clears throat> located in, in Dulce New Mexico which I've never been to. Uh, they probably wouldn't let me go in. But I can't remember the man's name that he uh, was a whistleblower. And he talked about this deep underground base that supposedly the aliens inhabited and uh, right. the government knew about. Now himself, he talked about going down into this space and having 
a shootout with these aliens. He showed the burn from the laser on his chest. Long story short, this man ended up dead, and they said he committed suicide. They said he strangled himself, but hmm. it, 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 it could have been a result of him uh, disclosing what he knew. Who right. Well, um, I'm sure, and I've heard stories where the government tells people to keep quiet. Right, and they did tell him to, you know, keep quiet or, or face the consequences. Right. Now, you, you mentioned the Hickory Reservation. There's a lot of Bigfoot activity up there also. And Tons. a lot of people, uh, they tie the two together, BFO, UFO, <laughs> BFO. <laughs> UFO and uh, Bigfoot. They, they say there's a connection somewhere. We haven't found it or proved it yet, but that's just a theory. But there's a lot of people have that theory that wherever there's a Bigfoot, there's an alien and vice versa. Right. You know, cause, and the reason they do is some people see a UFO sighting and then they see... A Bigfoot and have a Bigfoot sighting and they just put the two together they say well since I saw one I saw the other must they must tie in right not coincidence but but those are interesting stories yeah and another one he told me was uh, at at the mine we have these big pieces of equipment Uh, they're they're called earth movers they're the ones that uncover you know they strip the dirt basically and they they don't run on uh gasoline or diesel they're electric so we have this big power cable we have these substations in different parts of the mine and what we do is we lay out the cable we connect it with junction boxes or whatever and uh this guy mick he was laying cable one night what what we do is we lay cable ahead of when we have an equipment move so when we move the equipment the cable's already there and set up we just plug in and go right so he was laying out cable and it was uh it was it was out the the mine is big you know it's it's miles miles long so he was out in a secluded area the only other person there was a driller there there was a ridge he was drilling which was going to be the next site that they go dig up. But uh, he was laying out the cable, and he saw something. He said it looked like a a diamond-shaped craft. Right. Uh, And he said uh, it looked black, but he he couldn't really tell the color because it was night. But he said it looked black. And he called the driller because it had a flashing light on it. Oh, okay. So he called the driller. He said, hey, can you see that? What is that over there? And the driller said, no, I don't see nothing. And he said it was, it was kind of hovering over toward the drill. So he said, he told him, it's coming right toward you. So he said the driller shut down his drilling rig, turned off the lights, and went outside on the deck. And that thing uh, flew right up to him. He said he stood out there and looked at it, and he still had no idea what it was. It was just a, a diamond-shaped craft that was hovering, uh, not making no noise. But he, they said all of a sudden, it just took off like a shot up into the sky. How how big was this? Did he tell you how big it was? Uh, he didn't give specifics, but uh, it wasn't huge. You know, like you see these big motherships. Right. More probably about... Uh, maybe the size of a car, like a scout? Well, maybe a little bigger than a car. Maybe uh, Maybe like half the size or a quarter the size of your house. Oh, okay. So yeah. it's it's not like tiny like a like on Star Wars, but it's it's right. it's pretty not huge, but it's big, you know, big enough to fit several personnel. Right. But uh, they said it was weird because it just even the guy on the drill told him he stood there, then it just 
took off up in the sky. He said, like a shot, it was gone. Like, and, and too often, people that have sightings say that's how they take off. They see him at a standstill, and then they blink their eye, and they're gone. I mean, these things have incredible speed, you know, and those craft like that, they can't be a government craft unless they're a drone because those kind of Gs are going to kill anyone in that vehicle. Uh, you'd become spaghetti or mashed potatoes against that wall. Right, and uh, I, I know I've been in military aircraft, and uh, when we would go out to the ship, we do what's called a carrier break. What they do is they fly over the carrier, and they do a hard bank so they could come around and then make their landing. Right. And there's, uh, it was just a, a dual prop airplane. You know, we would take supplies to the to the ship. Right. It wasn't a jet by any means, but those G's alone, you're sitting in your seat, you could feel the springs popping because it, it's pulling you down. Right. And then you start to get tunnel vision like you're going to black out. Right. Well, that's what I mean by, it. can you imagine a craft that were to zoom off at that rate of speed? Right. What it would, it would do to a human? It would just, uh, it would pull your spine through your body. I, yeah. <laughs> Among some other things. But, okay, but not, back to Mick's stories. He has another story. It don't involve work, but him and his wife were down south by, uh, by the cruise, Las Cruces. Oh, okay. And they were coming back because their daughter was going to school. So they were coming back. Uh, he lives on the reservation. And they saw one in the sky. He said this one was different. It was like a cigar shape. And he said on one end, it even looked like it was lit. I don't know if that was a propulsion side. But it lit up. And you, he said you could actually hear it. Woo, woo, woo. Like, like, a, pul like a pulsing? Yeah, like a pulsing. Uh, and, and there again, I've heard of craft that do that and, and craft that pulse you know and right if you watch some of these ufo shows many people say they heard a pulsing sound and uh and some people even said that you could see the pulse uh now there again i haven't been that close to one but who am i to call them a liar right now we're at work uh this was just last week and uh he told me the stories we we're discussing it a little and as we we're discussing it people would come up to me um kind of one-on-one -on -one or a group of two or three and they would tell me little things that they saw and there's one guy who claims he even saw like the triangle like in phoenix right he saw that and there's a lot of strange going ons out there i've seen things myself i've seen lights out in the distance i don't know why would they be there we're out in the middle of nowhere uh and then right before the sun comes up it just faded away and disappeared and there was nothing out there when the sun came up right no, I'm but uh, they they all came through. Uh, well, several people told me some stories, and it, it's funny though because I said, "Well, how come you didn't tell me the story when everyone else is around?" Oh, I just wanted to talk to you one on one because you know how people are. Right. It, it's the ridicule yeah. thing. Yeah, they don't they don't want people to think that they're a, a cuckoo. Right. But, but you know, really, in today's age, Vince, no, so many people are seeing things that they can't explain. That I don't think anyone really would consider you a cuckoo right uh, i mean it, stories like what you're telling now are they're basically pop culture now yes they're all over the tv travel channel uh all over documentaries on amazon on netflix so right there there's a lot of a big part of it is there's a lot of video evidence now to back it up right uh, it, it's, it's either people are more accepting or <laughs> we're all cuckoos well <laughs> i, I 
I'm going to go with number two now. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, I've been thinking about this since way back when my dad told me the stories about uh, alien spacecraft or UFOs, whatever they are, being out there and landing. Now, we got the open pit mine, so all the minerals are exposed. Is that why we have so much traffic? I, you know, I'm, I'm thinking that that's one of the biggest things. Uh, and I've heard stories that they aliens don't want us to destroy this earth, especially with nuclear warfare, because it'll become a wasteland. Right. And uh, I have heard that they come down and they take water from our oceans. They take uh, natural resources, which is minerals. And I've also heard that they take not only the precious minerals, but gold. Gold's like... Uh, like one thing that they, they don't take it all. They just take what they need. Right. Now, <clears throat> where we're at, everything's uncovered, so it'd be easy for them to access. Right. And when we do uncover these pits, there is a lot of water. We, we usually have to pump it out of the pit into ponds. So right. the water's there, minerals there. Well, I, I wonder if they take water because, you know, hydrogen fuel or whatnot, I, I wonder, or if they actually drink it. Well, I was going to say, if they're, if they're living life forms, anything like us, you would think they need water. Right. I would imagine so. Um, I, I was watching uh, a program on Gaia, and this was a guy that has been out here to New Mexico to the Air Force Base and Los Alamos, and he was talking about an alien in the mid-80s that got away from Area 51, and he was part of the recovery team. And he talked about this alien, described this alien. Uh, he said there was more than one. that They had, like, three different types of aliens, which the greys, they said, was one of them. And they would all communicate with us, except this one. It would not communicate. Now, he said it was uh, not aggressive, it, it would uh, cooperate freely, but it wouldn't communicate w with us. Now, he described this one, uh, and uh, did you ever see the movie Contact? No, I, I remember the movie, but I don't think I ever w seen when, it. When, uh, I think it was Contact, when the little, when the alien, the alien boy, or maybe it was, it was with Charlie Sheen. I don't know if it was contact. Well, the little boy, his legs bent backwards. He was one of those aliens. And when they were, in, when he was in Mexico, uh, doing his, you know, investigating on these UFOs, their knee, they had backwards knees like ours bent forward. Mm -hmm. There's, he said this alien did the same thing. Hmm. I'm like, maybe that's where Hollywood got the idea. Right. You, um, we've talked about the conspiracy, conspiracies between. Hollywood and the government, how the government throws out little bits and pieces. And, you know, a lot of these stories, uh, folklore or movies even, there's always a grain of truth to it, you know, how it originated. Always. I mean, you don't think these people think of these ideas on their own. Right. I right. mean, there's, there's always someone's thrown a piece of nugget and they run with it. But. Right. But anyway, getting back to the aliens at the mine. Now, like I said, we have everything exposed and... You know, I, there may be gold, there may be diamonds, because, you know... Coal? Coal. Mm -hmm. But uh, there may be other minerals which we haven't yet even identified or know how to use that they could use. And maybe they don't need to dig to extract them, you know? Well, uh, when uh, 
Our dad told me the story about the one landing there. He said when it landed, there was big holes like spikes that went into the ground. Okay, well, I mean, but they go right in and get what they need. You know, they're not like us. We got to dig up tons of dirt to get. Right, but I mean, if if we already did the hard work, it's easy pickings. Oh, for them, yeah, definitely. And that's interesting. I wonder what they're out after. The, I mean, I, I doubt it's coal, but... You you never know. It, it it could be they might have a different use for it. Maybe they use it for their heaters on their ships. Maybe uh, coal is like alien Viagra. Maybe. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna start eating it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Santa, bring me coal in my stocking. <laughs> That's why he takes it to the bad boys, right? <laughs> hey, there you go. <laughs> Any more stories this guy tell you? He that's all he told me. We only carpooled a couple of days, but everyone out there has stories. It's just they're hesitant to tell me. And now that they know the podcast that we have the podcast, they've been listening. So some of them have been coming forward, telling me, giving me little nuggets here and there, saying we'll talk later. Um, I'm hoping to get some of them on the show. We're in the midst of the COVID thing, but we ordered a board that will enable us to take more phone calls. So right. once once that goes through, hopefully we could have some more guests on. Absolutely. We're, we're still waiting. Hello. You. Yes. Uh, now, hopefully. They said, of course, they told me 1st of November. Now it's tomorrow's the 30th. Yep. So tomorrow we'll see if they're right. It should ship out tomorrow, or they better receive it by tomorrow. Right. Yeah, but I, I'm I'm getting a little frustrated. Yes, yes. Yes. Anyway, those are some good stories. Um, yeah. And you, it, it, it's a credible source, right. and there's more. I'm sure I'll be able to add on to this. There's more. Uh, I've, I've encountered some stuff, and I've even had my supervisors tell me uh, – one of them said he was going down to the pit and we have a we dig a ditch where we could park the trucks so they they can't roll where it's safe right so he was going down and he saw a bunch of people standing around so of course he flipped a u-turn he's like what are these people doing they're supposed to be uh working working right when he went back nobody was there oh wow that's yeah and another supervisor told me uh about lights in the distance over there in one of our distant pits uh it's it, it was always uh, people say it was haunted because there was uh, sightings of we used to call it the pajama baby, but there was a little kid that they would spot on the side of the road walking. Wow, like three in the morning. And you know, and I won't, I won't disagree with them because I know I've heard of stories, and my wife has a story of. Well, I think we talked about it on one of our podcasts about the little girl that they right. saw at the heart right. at the hospital, you know, same thing. Yeah. yeah. Same thing. You know, everyone's asking, what's this little girl doing out here at three in the morning in the hospital? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Not a little girl. <laughs> yeah. Out, out in that pit, you see, uh, my supervisor told me this, he's seen lights in the distance. So he went to see who it was because no one was supposed to be out there. Right. And then they move, they move. He could never find, he could never get to the light. But um, everybody out there has experienced something or knows a firsthand story. It's just getting them to talk about it. Right. I mean, and you guys are out there and it's so secluded. Who, who knows what's buried on that land? Or who, yeah, yeah, and who knows what we unearthed, what we disturbed. You right. know? I shouldn't say that because everything's supposed to be cleared by our archaeologists before we dig. But, but you know, no one's perfect. Uh, they may have looked only so deep and... 
you know, someone could have been buried deeper or. Right, or, right, exactly. And then you disturb that and who knows? No, no one truly knows. There's just so many unexplained phenomena right. that happens in this world that there's not an explanation for it. And one of the biggest are UFO sightings. Right. And our state is one of the hotspots. Very hot spot. Yeah. We, but it, if you have stories, we'd love to hear them. We'd love right. to have you on or we'll even share them for you. Right. Some people don't want to be, you know, identified or singled out. Right. And we usually give it at the beginning. I apologize. And you can get in touch with us at late night with Larry 55 at gmail.com. And uh, shoot us a, an email. Let us know what you think. Yeah, you usually give it at the beginning. It must be that coronavirus it, it, vaccine. It, it was that coronavirus vaccine. It's that kicking in. It, I think it's working. It, it's working. <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to feel better. I might actually go back to work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let, let's not get carried away here. <laughs> right. But anyway, that's what we wanted to share with you tonight. And we hope to hear from you. Maybe you got a story to tell us. And we'd love to hear it. Whether it be a UFO story. A haunting story or a Bigfoot story. Or even want to tell us about your mother-in-law. We'll listen. That's right. This guy right here. So, yep. thanks for listening. Be cool to each other. Peace. Peace out. <laughs>